Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O. V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. I didn't tell you that the, this podcast is so blowing up. It's so on fire that they've asked Donald Faison and I to go on The View. I hope I get to talk to Whoopi. Well, you're old friends with Whoopi. She was in Homie Spumoni. Yeah, we did a movie together. It was great. I have some apologies to make to her. I have to apologize like profusely to her. Don't embarrass us in front of Whoopi, bro. I won't embarrass us in front of Whoopi, but I was like a little punk back in the day. Like I was oh, scared no. of I was so scared of celebrities and getting to know actors who I was, you know, uh who I loved. Like Whoopi Goldberg is one of my top 5. Like she inspired me as a youth. Yeah, yeah and me too. Yeah, like Jumping Jack Flash, you know, uh, there's so many. But before all that, dude, when I I saw The Color Purple when I was a kid, and I thought, I I didn't know anything about acting, but I said, that is one of the best actresses I've ever seen. absolutely. I cried in The Color Purple for the first time. Are you kidding me? I sob in The Color Purple. For the first time ever in a movie, I cried. When they they pulled the sisters apart, When they pulled the sisters apart! (laughs) Me and you, us never part, Makidada! Oh my gosh. Oh, I could cry right now. I could Let cry me tell right you now. Something. Ain't no mountain, ain't no sea. Maki dada. Keep my sister away from me. Maki dada. I and the li- fact that she went to her sister went to live with her kids, Adam and Olivia, that was even more special, man. It was just that's one of those movies. I could get tears in my eyes with you recounting it. If you haven't seen The Color Purple, it is a fucking masterpiece. Steven directed Spielberg. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Music and- by Quincy Jones. Yes. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg. You know, Goldberg. Steven Spielberg always used uh, John Williams. This was the one of the first times that he didn't use John Williams and used Quincy Jones instead. Well, that's good trivia. And Whoopi Goldberg's performance is unbelievable. 
and Oprah Winfrey. Oprah I believe, Winfrey! Did she get no, I know she got nominated. I don't know if she won the Oscar for that performance. Uh, no, she didn't win for it. No, but nobody from the color purple won. Who could have beat Joelle, I am so sorry to start right off the bat, but who could have beaten Oprah Winfrey's performance in the color purple? Who is this who, person? Who is this thespian? That, that one is the, that that my favorite scene. You told Harpo to beat me. All my life I had to fight. I had to fight my brothers. I had to fight my daddy. I never thought I'd have to fight in my own house. Mm. I love Harpo. God, God knows, knows I do. But I kill him dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Come on, you just mm-hmm. got me all riled up about Color Purple. Sorry, brother. What I'm acting? Sorry. Danny Glover. Um, excuse me. Yeah, Danny Glover. Yeah, Danny Glover. I mean, there's just. I agree with you. It was one of the first times I like sobbed in a movie, and I was a little kid, and I was just yeah. like, I just like, wow, this got me. I remember my mom tapping my dad and being like, "The baby's Shun's crying." My baby's crying. Oh, and it really? Was at that part, yeah. Me and you, us never part. And when she um, teaches her how to read. And then, of course, at the end, when her sister comes back, when she finds the letters. Well, when she finds so the moments. letters. When she finds the letters. But when I think of, like, you know, sometimes I think about the movies that have made me cry the most. I always think of, uh, of those two sisters being torn apart in The Color Purple. Yep. That and one of my favorite moments in that whole movie is when Suge Avery played by Margaret, uh, finally has lightened up to Miss Seeley, and she's written a song with her band called Miss Seeley's Blues, and they play it at the juke joint. Mm -hmm. Sister, you've been on my my mind. mind. Oh, sister, we're two of a kind, so sister, I'm keeping my eye. On you. That song is fire. And that was, did Quincy Jones write that? Yeah, man. This is all Quincy Jones. The whole soundtrack. Quincy Jones. Q. Sister, you I got me on my mind. Okay. Okay. Well, I can't do okay. it like you. I mean, come okay. on. I know that's the. Nobody could, nobody could do it like Margaret Sugar Avery. Hey, should we sing? Get into it. Five, six, five, six, six, yeah, six. stories about a show we made about a bunch of dogs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story that we all should know. So gather round to hear our, gather round to hear our Scrubs Rewatch Show with Zach and Donald. Mm-hmm. So much love for for the theme song, Donald. Lots of love on, on, our, on, our, of love. on our Instagrams for... For so many things, Bill and his five, six, seven, eights, and so uh, much love. I didn't realize that there were that few Peloton instructors. So a lot of people were like, "Oh man, you had such and such." Oh man, really? I know who it was? I thought there were dozens of them. No, I, I guess not. I guess, or I guess the one I described is was a, very specific. It's very specific. Right? <laughs> you didn't really leave much mystery. Right. Did you work out today? I see you're all sweating up there. I did work out today. I found a new instructor. Oh, good. You know, yeah, you can always you can pat down your head before we do the podcast. That's allowed. I did. I shout. I showered and everything. This is that afterglow. This is that freaking Bruce. What Bruce Lee Warrior was searching for at the end of the Last Dragon. I got that going right now. Oh, really? Why don't you pull some sweatpants off the rack and pat your forehead down? I can't look at that for an hour. 
does this does it make you uncomfortable? <laughs> no, but you need like what do you when you know when the rappers always uh, carry a washcloth? <laughs> <laughs> you and I got a debate years ago about how you said that African American people always bring a washcloth into the shower. Yeah, we did get into a debate about this. And I said so, that I've never used a washcloth in the shower. And you said, typical, every, you said, typical. you said every black person I know brings a washcloth in the shower. Most black people use washcloths. Joelle, can you weigh in on this? She's she nodding. said nodding her hair. Yes. <laughs> yeah. her hair, uh, yes. Black Twitter, uh, when we learned that people do not wash their legs, they were very loud about the use of washcloths and tried to inform a lot of people of many races that you could always just take a cloth in there and really scrub. Like, yeah, like what does your hand do? That a uh, thing that has like friction that is made for friction, right? When wet. So as you're married to a Caucasian woman, do you she use the washcloth? Wash. And she doesn't. <laughs> no, she uses a washcloth. Okay. My wife is Southern. But hold on now. Okay. Let's not forget that my wife is Southern. There's a lot of things that Southern white people, even though they might have issues with black people, <laughs> do exactly the same thing Wash that cloth. black people do. Washcloth this- in the shower. Well, if you're listening, we want to know, um, no matter what your ethnicity, if you use a washcloth in the shower, please uh, hit you're us up. You're just getting cleaner. Hit us You're up on Instagram clean. and let us know if uh, if you're wa- now now you said washing your legs, Joelle. I I definitely think that I neglect my my legs in the shower. I you know oh, I throw that's a, horrible. I throw a little something down there, but I don't like get in there with a washcloth. <laughs> you need to get in there with a washcloth, bro. <laughs> what about your toes? Do you clean your toes? Yeah, man, you clean your whole body with it. The I thing is, don't go to the gen- give- <laughs> hold on, don't go to the ass and the genitals right away. Wash your oh, body you save first. Save that for the end. And save that for the end. Yes. So you have to replace the washcloth each shower. Well, I mean, because you got to, you might have a little doo doo on it. <laughs> if you get in there deep. If you get in there, <laughs> and then you come back, that and all of a sudden on, you're wiping doo doo all over your legs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. But right. that all, de- listen, it all depends on how well you wipe your ass, too, though. Okay, so if you got doo doo in the crack of your ass when you're right. showering, I feel no matter how washing. well you wipe, if you stick a washcloth, you know, a quarter of an inch in your anus, you're going to get a little poo on it. And I don't want to put that on my legs. So let me get this straight. <laughs> when you are washing your body, you yeah. stick your finger a quarter of an inch in your No, I'm saying if I had No, I don't, but I'm saying if I had a washcloth, if I had the barrier mitt of a washcloth, I would probably you be inspired. I'd be inspired to get in there and just get the inner rim a little. No? <laughs> you know have when I clean my far? sink, when have I clean my No, no. Joelle is the test audience and she's cracking up. Listen. <laughs> Listen, when I clean my sink, Donald, I'm, for the most time, I just, you know, I clean the bottom of the sink, get all the stuff to go in the drain. Like once a week, I take a scrub and I really get the rim of the drain hole. <laughs> so I'm talking about that. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So let me get this straight. You'll wash your dishes, the things that you eat off of, right. with something Right. That's not your hand. Yes. Well, you're inspiring me. Both you and Joelle are making me think that I got to change this up. I'm 45 years old. I'm going to change my whole shower routine. Man, we've had this conversation for a very long time. I know, and I haven't changed it yet. I know. Well, I have done it. I've gone through periods where I where I where I where I bring a washcloth in, but then I'm like, oh, I got to change it each shower. That's a lot of washcloths. What about a like one of those scrub puffs or like one of those a loofah? A loofah. A loofah. Yeah, but I'm not trying to put a loofah between my cheeks. Scratch my shit up. <laughs> oh 
my gosh. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, everybody. I hope you're listening on earphones. I hope you're listening on earphones and not out loud. (laughs) By the way, I got to tell you, I'm listening. I'm watching the funniest fucking show. I got to give this show a a shout out. And also because it's on uh, Hulu, one of our sponsors, they'd love this. It's called Dave. And it's uh, Little Dicky. It's Little Dicky. I didn't know anything about Little Dicky. You haven't heard I woke up in Chris Brown's body. No. Oh, he has a song with him and Chris Brown where he wakes up one day and he's Chris Brown and Chris Brown is him. I'm going to watch I'm going to watch all the videos, but dude, it's you like, have to watch the song this is show. called Freaky Friday. You have it's to great. watch Joel, have you seen the show? You guys have to watch the show. It is so fucking funny. Yeah, and man, it, Lil Dicky it, is funny, man. It's a but Donald, you will love it. It's our totally our sense of humor. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know this guy at all. I'm sorry that I'm not hip to Little Dicky. I've seen the billboards are all over LA. I didn't even like the billboards. No offense to the advertising uh, campaign. You didn't like Little Dicky hanging out of underwear? No, I was like, I saw that billboard, which is all over Los Angeles. It's Little Dicky hanging out of a pair of boxers like he's a penis. And I did not, I was like, that's definitely not for me. And then enough people start, including Bill Lawrence and uh, and somebody else told me about the show. We binged it. It is so fucking funny. We were sad it was over. Wow. And it's heartfelt. It's one of those things, you know, like, you know, obviously like the show we're talking about where you're laughing at something so preposterous one minute and then they find a way to put, put heart into it. And he talks all about how fucked up his penis is. And we were like... You know, oh, it can't it, be that bad. No, I, I literally, I turned to my gal and I said, do you think this is all fiction or is he really have this messed up a penis? He doesn't mean small. I mean, it's small, but also like born with like birth defects that he had to have fixed and which messed it up more. And so right before this podcast, I was Googling. I was like embarrassed. I'm laughing at myself. I'm like, is little Dickie's dick really fucked up? <laughs> and I found this article like, yeah, he was this, like, no bullshit. He was born with all these problems with it and he had to have it repaired and the repairs caused more problems. And he said it was like a super soaker and the pee was coming out two two holes and he has to plug one with his finger when he's at a urinal and all this oh crazy shit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's got a problematic penis. Little Dicky is a pretty, he's a, he's a very good rapper and he's a very good basketball player too. He's very, I know that's in the show. And he's yeah, he, very funny. And uh, all of a sudden, um, you know who's hysterical on the show is uh, Benny Blanco plays himself. <laughs> and he's hilarious. I mean, I've never right seen on. the guy act before. And he's just a natural. I mean, you cast him in, in a show that had nothing to do with playing himself. And right Bieber, Bieber does a cameo. Anyway, that's my long plug for Dave, you guys. I think that if you... Hi, I'm Dave. Yeah. Mm. Hi, I'm Dave. Mm. Donald, I'm telling you, you're going to watch this when we hang up today. Joelle, you too. You guys will crack up. When we're done with the podcast, and I put the kids down tonight. Oh yeah, it's definitely not for it's definitely not for your kids because it's super R rated. But um, it's funny as shit. There's amazing supporting cast, and uh, it sounds like I'm I'm like was paid to do an ad for it. But I'm just sharing with you that I loved it. Right on. Should we get into our show? Let's get into the show. Awesome, awesome. We're talking about guys. My drug buddy. My drug buddy. Great episode. Michael Spiller is is back as director. And Matt Tarsus, Matt Tarsus, one of our favorites. Matt yes. Tarsus is um, what we we Jews call a mensch, just a really sweet heart of a human being. And uh, Matt Tarsus and I made a TV show. It's going to be a whole. It's all going to come full circle. We made a TV show called Alex Inc. that only went ten episodes because you know it didn't really click with the fans and didn't work. But uh, we worked on it together, and it was about making a podcast. And now here I made a podcast with you, and, and the podcast we made is more successful than the darn TV show we made. 
That's that's sometimes how it works out, buddy. I know. Now we're going on the View. And now, right now, we're going on the View for a podcast. I haven't been on the View ever. Really? I do and you're going podcast. on the you're going on the View for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pretty don't cool. get into a fight with Megan McCain. You know, she gets all riled up. I'm not. I don't talk politics on oh, yeah. television. And me man. too. We're not. We not. We we're not going to talk any politics. We don't want anyone mad at us. Well, it's not that I don't want anyone mad at it at me. I don't want to get mad at anyone else. I, know, I just but, don't want to waste that But people get energy. all riled up. That's why I don't do politics on here. Right. I don't do I politics on Instagram. I hate it. I no hate politics. wasting that energy on somebody and having to listen to people's uh, <laughs> their opinions. I know. That's my why opinion that's is why my I'm, opinion. Bam! In your face. That's why I'm barely even reading Twitter anymore because it's just the most. It's like the most aggro. Insane place. If you were, if it were a town, you would never go to that town ever. You get into a fight. <laughs> It'd be the town that you go to when you're ready to fight. Listen. All right, so this one's called My Drug Buddy. Great Matt episode. Tarsus. Great episode. You know what I noticed though is that I didn't laugh out loud that much, but I still had great feelings. Like when the show was over, I was still like, "That was such a good episode." But I didn't have moments where I you was like, You didn't laugh out loud? You didn't laugh out loud when Kelso, Judy's trying to get in the car and Kelso rolls down the window like a quarter inch? That shit was hilarious. No, I didn't laugh at that. You know, I did laugh. There was one moment where I laughed out loud. What? You owe me 20 bucks made me laugh so hard. Yeah, that was funny. When the janitor comes up at the end after you've gotten, you know, after you and... Well, let's what about, start what about don't look? No, no, no. Yeah, well, I've seen you do that for I've seen you do that for twenty something years now. <laughs> since I met you, you've been doing that. That's my shit, everyone. Yeah, that is. That was your not shit. that was not written by the legendary Bill Lawrence or this <laughs> Menchie Matt Tarsus you've heard about. <laughs> Hiding nipples, all me. Okay. Um. So you taste like eggs. So we wait. We see. We wake up next to the. We still haven't had sex, uh, JD and uh, and Alex. That's right. the point of the episode is we, we've never done the deed. Um, we wake up. She says, I taste like old eggs. And, that she, and she likes old she eggs. She likes old eggs. That's now, Do you remember, you've been in a relationship forever, but do you remember trying to hold your, your morning breath from somebody new? No. Never? No. Oh, I always do. I, I always did, you know, back when, you know, when something's new and you're like, you don't want them to think like you poo, you fart, you, you, you ever could have bad breath. You're like trying to present the best version of yourself. Nah, what you see is what you get. Really? Yeah. I'm and who I like- am. I, that, and, and, and that sometimes is a problem. I'm who I am from the beginning to the end of the relationship. So what makes you <laughs> for fall better for, for worse. me- For better right, for worse. What makes you fall for me is the same thing as the reason why you broke up with me, most likely. Right. All of this, oh, he has potential shit. No, yeah. no, no, no. It stops at the door. You walk in That's and bullshit, bam. though. You've been fixed up. You were, Casey fixed your ass up a bit. Yeah, Kate, well- Casey's a different story. I said from the beginning to the end. I'm still in this. Oh, thing. I see. I'm, so you're no, still a work in progress is what yeah. you're saying. Look, and, and I've done what JD's done before, too, where I've watched, you know, my wife sleep and just looked at her like, well, I can't believe she's my oh, wife. Oh, that's you know so I mean? romantic. I've done that a couple of times. I'm not yeah, going to lie. So and then there's a times where I've Does looked Casey at Does Casey like, listen to the podcast, by the way? No, oh. of course not. Only time Casey listens to the podcast is when I'm like, I talked about you on the podcast. And oh, she's like, oh, you did, did you? Oh. Well, let me listen to the podcast. Oh, well, she's going to love what you just said. That was very romantic. It's the truth. Oh, that's sweet. Now, how about right this now- monkey? How about this monkey in the marching band? <laughs> Bill was so into weird animals. I mean, we had we always had weird animals on the show. But I love I love monkeys. I'm not I love, gonna lie. I love monkeys too. And I don't know why. I guess that monkey was not performing um, because he's so sped up. It's like weird. Like... 
I guess he, you know, it's a lot to ask a monkey to clap cymbals, but um, but he did it. <laughs> he did it. Did you see the video of that monkey trying to kidnap that kid? No. What's that? So there's a video on Instagram of a monkey riding a bike. <laughs> he jumps off the bike like a gangster, grabs a, a infant, and snatches it up and tries to run off with this little baby. Where is this taking place? I don't know where this is. Wherever they got monkeys riding on bicycles oh in the street. Oh, my God. Snatches the monkey. The monkey snatches that. the baby and rides away. And somebody's like, "Hey, hey, hey!" And then the monkey like kind of gets scared that he's seen trying Dan, to steal a baby Dan's and rides off. I can't watch yeah. the link right now, Dan. Why you are you distracting totally, me? You could right. totally ride. Oh, it's link. only fifteen seconds. I'm watching yeah. it now. What the fuck? <laughs> Why is the monkey taking the kid? Oh my god! <laughs> Indonesia. Indonesia. Holy In shit. Indonesia. Don't bring your kid to Indonesia. They will rob they they will steal your kid. They climbing in your window. They snatching your kids. Your people, <laughs> so hide your kids, hide your wife. Have you seen the monkey gangs fighting? I don't know if it's Indonesia or where, but there's this place where there's always tourism and people are always feeding all these uh, monkeys. And because of the pandemic, nobody's feeding these hundreds and hundreds of monkeys. So they're getting in like turf wars. The gangs of different monkeys are like getting into street brawls over the scraps of food because there's no tourists feeding them. This sounds like a movie. Have you guys seen that one, Joel or Dan? No, I have not. I've I've seen. This reminds me of like Watership Down or something like that, where the hairs go at it with each other. Dan's gonna find that video, Donald, because now you you got to see my viral monkey video. Okay, I can't wait to see it. Now, when okay. you say that's what I'm talking about, first I time ever. First I wrote time that ever. down. That's first funny. time ever. You didn't laugh at yourself. I did. No, because I say it. I say it. In real life, all the time. That was kind of like your "What you talking about, Willis?" That was your. That was my "What you talking about, Willis?" Listen, you got to have a catchphrase. And I did have one. You had one too. I didn't intend to. What was mine? Eagle. 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 By the way, speaking of my catchphrase, one of which was uh, "Nobody cares, Sean." I had so much people on Instagram writing, um, "How could you guys have a Sean on the show and not say to him, nobody cares, Sean?'" <laughs> but listen, we have the real Scott Foley coming on. I can't wait. And uh, and that's... is it true that we got Brendan Fraser coming on too? I didn't know we were going to tell the people, but yes, we got Brendan Fraser coming on. I'm really excited about that. Everybody um, wants to be on this hot podcast. You know, the one that's going on the View. Everybody right. wants to talk about the hottest podcast in is town. Is it true that Krista Miller's coming on too? Yeah, we got Krista Miller. We got and we Sarah got Neil Chalk. Flynn coming. We got Neil Flynn. We got Johnny C. McGinley coming back. We got Bill for our finale of season one. You guys, you're getting all of. This fucking inside scoop on this episode. Uh, we're gonna have Bill and Krista on together. Oh, I love it! So they can. We should bicker. see if we can. We should see if we can get like the whole cast on at one point and do like a. The only thing about that is, if you've ever been on a Zoom call with more than like four people, it just devolves into mayhem. I mean, yeah, we could do it. It's just. I we I did a Zoom call with like my family for somebody's for my own birthday. Sorry, I was about to say for somebody's birthday. Well, we've done it for a couple birthdays, but like everyone's talking over everyone, and my parents don't know how to use it, and and everybody's screaming over each other. I you know I, it doesn't work. Okay. But no, okay. but 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 you're right, Donald. I want to give the people what they want. They might want us to like read a script or something like that. Maybe we could do something like that. I don't know. I know, but Bill's not going to go write a fucking Scrubs episode right now. He's too busy. Okay. He's got like nine right. shows. Hey, look at that video. Dan just put it in the chat. They want that tourist food. <laughs> Yo!
<laughs> yeah, they're chasing after dude with the who dropped it. <laughs> who? Hell yeah, no. That's rival monkey gangs. Hell to the no. Hell no. All right. So there you go. We had a monkey on the episode. Yeah, sorry. That was a long digression. <laughs> we had a monkey that was in a the long, episode of Scrubs. That was a long That was a long digression. My drug buddy has an, a monkey. Yeah. Now, okay, how about uh how about keep it holy now? That was funny. Aloma. Yes. 250. Keep it holy now. Keep that it holy one now. and the janitor asking you if you slept with her yet. Yeah. Was that's hilarious. A whole, that's a whole runner. Like, the yeah. whole runner of the episode. The whole show. The janitor's whole point in this episode is to make fun of me for not sleeping with my girlfriend. With your hot girlfriend. By the way, I feel like that's a thing. Like JD gets these hot girlfriends and then somehow doesn't close and, and never sleeps with them. Remember when I get I got well actually with with um with Liz um Banks, I think we had had sex, but the time I got her pregnant, we never we, we didn't have intercourse. You didn't you have remember? Sex. Yeah, you didn't I have said there was some there was some there was some uh, you know I forgot the analogy but this right. whole elaborate thing about how uh, there was there was fire that landed near, near the site the, the site and co- yeah <laughs> I wonder if you can really I mean I guess you probably can really get pregnant that way I mean if we put it on the show it's probably true Yeah someone must have googled it Right what a, what a horrible like thing to have happened you know I I also love that you're you're Grace and Will and Grace you're not Will you're Grace yeah, that makes sense. Um, I laughed out loud, like I said, at 422 when Kelso rolls down the window an inch for Judy. By the way, I totally don't remember at all this Kelso-Judy storyline, but I thought it was very funny. Um, yeah. And they were both really good together. Yeah. They have good chemistry also. He says, man. I don't, I don't, it means she doesn't give a crap what she know. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a great moment. I noticed at 604, I'm in the, the on-call room with, with Alex, Liz Bogish, and Sarah comes in and mentions the missing Percocet. And if you know the end of the episode, you track her face. She's got a very guilty face on. Yeah, that was, like I said, man, we always dropped clues. There you and, go. And the way she deflected it was by saying... You know, like when watching it this time around, knowing how the out, knowing what the outcome was, I was like, "Oh my god, she just totally gave it away just now." Yeah, she totally winked at the camera, like I did it. Yeah, you know, but it's funny. Any, any, any time you know, know the end of a movie or a, a TV show, and you go back, you'll hopefully see some some little clues. But of course, I never watched this. I probably only watched this episode once. I never noticed it, but this time watching it back, I noticed that either it was her choice or Spiller directed her to. To give a little bit of a look, but she definitely gives a look like oh shit. Yeah, but that doesn't usually. That's what I'm trying to say. Usually, you know, a lot of movies you go back and you can't, you can't find, you know, somebody whoever wrote it or t- television shows too. You go back and you can't find where it all tracked from. It doesn't always track. You know who's really good at tracking things are like you know, James Franco and Seth Rogen and them when they write movies. Like when I saw This Is the End. Franco gives you the whole plot in the beginning of the movie of what the movie's going to be, and you don't listen to it necessarily because you're just you're waiting for the laughs. And at the end of the movie, it's the it's exactly what he said to Rogan in the beginning. He's like, you know, this is going to happen. This happens, and then at the end, Danny eats me, and then it happens in the movie. Well, and we that, do that. That with may scrubs. have been a special case where you didn't track it because you were high off your ass. That's another thing that I've stopped recently. Ganja. You talked about how you know you eat unhealthy and you went on this fast because oh, I you gave were you sick. A, I gave you a pep talk about your diet. Yeah, 
but you also talked about it on the on the podcast where you were like, you know, you we made all of this pizza and then finally we were like, we're gonna get healthy. He yeah. just showed me his abs. Yeah, he to inspire you. Me, Dan, and Joel, his yeah, abs. To inspire, they look good. Well, I meant to Very inspire good. you. If if Dan and Joel want to be inspired as well, they can be. Very nice. <laughs> anyway, you talked about it, and I was like, well, I'm doing so many horrible things. Like, I made fried chicken last night. I know. You, know you sent me a picture of you eating fried chicken. How is that going to help your diet? It was delicious, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at cooking now, but I can only cook bad foods, you know what I mean? And so I was like, I got to cut this out. And so I've decided. Oh, so you gave up weed last night. You know how it is with me. <laughs> when I give you these speeches. Donald is so it extreme. Been, it's not like I've been off of it for, you know, a week. Donald I've is so only extreme. stopped smoking weed literally less than... Like Ten an hours hour, ago. An, an hour ago. <laughs> Donald is so funny. This is classic Donald Faison. He'll be like, yo, yo, I stopped smoking weed. I'll be like, oh, man, good for you. Good for you. When? Um, this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up this morning. But the crazy I... frustrating thing about you that I fucking hate is when, when Donald commits to get in shape, he can do it in like a month. He'll be ripped. Like he will go so hardcore. He'll work out every day. He'll totally change his diet. And then you'll see him and you'll be like, holy shit. You did that in four weeks? And that spoiled your ass because now you know in an emergency, like if you get some part where you got to be looking good, you can fucking do it so fast. Right. So if you're listening, one day, yeah. Marvel, Star Wars, if you're listening, and you're ever, if you're ever thinking about hiring Donald Faison, who I am. Who I am. <laughs> who I am. Comma, who I am. <laughs> and you're like, uh, but he looks like he's out of shape right now. Know that all it takes is one month and I'm yours. Did you see Kamal? Oh, my God. He looks amazing. Fucking hell, man. He, he looks amazing, all out. dude. He went all out. He looks like an action figure. He does look like an action figure. He looks well. It suits him, too. It doesn't look bad on him, either. No, he looks you know great. I mean? And I like he the looks... fact that he shouted out his whole team that did it, because I think sometimes these, these famous actor types, they show what they did, and they don't say, like, oh, and I had a chef, and I had a trainer. and Because, yeah, you got to be honest with people and say, like, hey, I had a team help me with this. Right. And I, like, a... I liked when he revealed it on Instagram that he, that he shouted out everybody that helped him. Right. It's not something that you can do by yourself. I don't know how The Rock does it, but I'm sure The Rock has... Dude, no. he's a zillionaire. He's got yeah. he literally he literally sure, yes. he literally puts up a gym wherever, yeah, wherever he, goes. he goes. He's got a tent, like a wedding tent gym that that gets set up wherever he goes. Yeah. The Iron Paradise. Should we I get back it. to the episode, Donald? Let's do it. For the love of God. Yeah. Um I thought at 705 it was funny. They're on the, when they're online at the coffee shop, the guy's wearing a giant headset. Like it kind of dates the show at 2001 or whatever. He's wearing like a full-on like megaphone headset. Is it is it a headset so he can call out orders over a no, loudspeaker? No, 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 no. This was it was a guy online. Remember, she Judy gets in a fight. Oh, with that's like a, right, and he's on the phone. Right, but this is before the headsets got tiny. Right, he had the Janet Jackson one on. Yeah, yeah, or like the or what is it? What was the boy band NSYNC or whatever that he yeah. would have the big bye yeah. bye bye. Yeah, coming the, up the big headsets. So John C and I, you're on the same P schedule. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, no, me neither. I've never had to go to the bathroom at the same time as another man consistently. Like, yeah. I've gone to the bathroom and, and another man has been in the bathroom, but I didn't go back to the bathroom four more times that day and see same dude. Yeah, it's awkward. I really hate, I agree with Johnny C. I don't like fucking urinal banter. 
And I'm sure I don't like you're no someone, eye contact either. No, and I'm sure someone like you being in the public eye, sometimes you have people that want to fist bump you and talk to you in the men's room. That's no, 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 no. Has that happened to you before? Oh, somebody? yeah. But I just want to people say want to do hip, people want to do hip hop hugs. People want to fist bump. Nope, dude. I remember one time this dude. We're at the urinal, and he's like, "Dude, I love your work." And I was like, "Oh shit, okay, cool." And then we go to the sink. Uh oh. And he's like, and we're washing our hands, and he's like, "I'm telling you right now, man, it's so good. You shining like a gold diamond right now, like a gold diamond." And I thought to myself, "How was the kiss?" <laughs> <laughs> Was he a good kisser? He was a great kisser. Not, Listen, not a great cuddler, but great kisser. I don't think, you know, it's fine. I don't want to talk when I'm at the urinal. Like if you're, but by the way, speaking of headsets, you see dudes like on their phone at the urinal and they're like, no, Jim, I told you. Like, duh, 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 and they're like, right. they're like shaking their dick and then they're like, then they pull out their phone while they're peeing and they got their dick dangling and they're like checking their oh Instagram. That's not my style. Oh my gosh. That sounds horrible. Now I notice you and Johnny, I guess it's to hide penis uh, for the camera, but you're standing very close. And even Joelle commented on this in her notes that she said, do, do guys, Joelle said, quote, do guys really stand that close to the urinal? And I want to be like, no, Joelle, no. I mean, I get this, the camera angle, you had to hide your junk. Women probably <laughs> want to know this, but they, there's all different types of urinals. There's, you know, at the stadium, there's like just a trough. Right. And then at the, like a high-end restaurant, there'll be like a border that like blocks right. like, no, this is my space. You can't my look side, into my right. shit. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, and nowadays, they put a little, you know, it's funny. They put something for men to aim for because studies have found that when men have something to aim at, they're way less likely to splash everywhere. So now in the urinals, they put like an etched little bug or a little bullseye. <laughs> And you're supposed to, I mean, it's not, it's not, it doesn't say please aim for the bug. You just, your brain is like, I'm going to hit that fucking fake bug. (laughs) (laughs) And the physics of it, if you aim for that bug perfectly, you're least likely to splash all over the floor. Right. I always wonder how that happens. You know what I mean? You get on, you get on a plane and you go into the bathroom in a plane and somebody has just like shit their brains out in the (laughs) bathroom. Exploded. And you're like, like, what the fuck, dude? Exploded. I remember one time some turbulence. young lady came at the bathroom. Diarrhea well, and turbulence. One Bam. time this young lady came out of the bathroom and I saw when she came out. She was in there for a while. But when she came out, I saw that she was, she had the moment of, I should tell you not to go in. <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything because I'm a little embarrassed. And I went into the bathroom and it was everywhere. Everywhere. And I was like, what are you doing? And I wanted to come out and be what like, What happened? Right. What did you do? What did you eat? Uh, did you have the fish? Right. <laughs> so when I walked by her, going back to my seat, when I walked by her, I just looked at her and shook my head. Like, no, you didn't. I was like, with disapprovement. Oh, like, mm. that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, have you ever gone into a, a bathroom, uh, like, an air, like an airplane bathroom, and it's just horrible? Like someone just destroyed it. And you you didn't. You're just going to pee or whatever and get out. And then you're like, as you come out, the person in line, and you you feel like you want to tell them, like, I didn't do that. Like, whatever. <laughs> I need you to know. Especially when you're in the public eye. You're like, you don't want you going home and tell your friends, like, Donald right. Faison destroyed that fucking airplane bathroom. Right, right, right. right. So you got to be like, hey, I just went and peed. I had nothing to do with right. the shit on the ceiling. I had nothing to do with what's going on in there. I'll even come out and be like, you need to get the stewardess because whoever was in there last... You need to get the flight attendant because whoever was in yeah. there last totally messed that thing I up. I had nothing to do with the stalactites on the ceiling. Right. 
So when Johnny C's banging his head on the wall, yeah. I remember they cut a hole in the wall into the other room and then put up a gym uh, mat. Had, yeah. Yeah, a, no, a mat, a gym mat, and then covered the wall again with... Uh, set wall. Yeah, whatever the set wall was. And right. they covered it up so that he could bang his head oh. on the wall oh. and not get a concussion. And if oh, I remember correctly, because that bathroom that we were in was actually two rooms where they cut a hole in the wall and then just put a fake urinal against yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's how they got that shot of you. There's a shot of you uh, straight on in the plumbing of the of the urinals in the foreground. They could have never gotten that shot if that wall wasn't removable. Or, or they could have rigged that little plumbing thing right in front of the camera. I don't know what they did. Also, the, the hospital didn't have bathrooms like that, if you recall. Right, it didn't have shared men's rooms like that. Right, I don't think, right, yeah. Right, or and if it did, if it did, they, no, there it were didn't, no urinals think. on the yeah. wall. You yeah. had to go into a stall. Yeah, and it's very hard. Right. It's very hard to shoot in a bathroom uh, anyway. So, uh, but yeah, so you and Johnny—that's your whole arc. Is actually there's a lot more to the arc. It's we reveal. I never remembered at all that it was this blatant that Cox had a whole thing for for Carlo. Yeah, I mean, you guys have it out, you know, at the end. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to tell Johnny. And he was like, I didn't believe it. I'm like, all right, well, whatever, man. But, <laughs> but, well, when uh, we have him on, uh, he's coming back on. Uh, so we, gotta, we, got, we can ask him about this. Right. Uh, I, I laughed that. when you went, I went, I laughed when you went, you're my little pee buddy. Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when we were shooting this. This is when I was like, wow. And I even said to him, Johnny, don't intimidate me. And he was like, I'm not intimidating you, man. Don't, you know, shut the fuck up with that. And I was like, you're right. Let me just, let me do my work. And I remember being very excited to work with John because I, you know, this, this was really my first moment ever that we had multiple scenes together. And your, first, just, your first story arc together. Right. And so we were working together uh, multiple days. It wasn't just one day of filming. And uh, we got to develop some form of timing together because we we didn't necessarily have that at this point so wait when you started this episode you said to him like don't intimidate me we were doing a scene the scene where we're face to face and johnny's an intimidating person and he you know but he was in character he's supposed to be trying to intimidate you right but as uh as a young actor who's working with somebody you admire and you're doing stuff like that you know i I got nervous and I was, and I, I, you know, I mumbled out, oh, please, come on, man, don't intimidate me. And he was like, shut the fuck up. I'm not intimidating you. Just do the scene. And I was like, you're oh, absolutely right. You're absolutely oh, right. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. It, so it worked out because I think you guys are really great together. It's very funny. Johnny, you know, he always was kind of, you know, think about it. In, in, when he was on set, kind of in character as Cox. He was always kind of like, you know, he's one of those guys, you know, some actors, um, not like on the Daniel Day Lewis level you hear where someone's like, you have to call him. President Lincoln, but like he was always, you know, he was always kind of, you know, a lot of people stay kind of roughly, Manny Patankin did that in, in Wish I Was Here, you know, he would, you know, he would be on set, he'd kind of be being the guy even when you weren't shooting. And then you'd call rap and he'd be like, hey, that was a great day, man. Uh, see you tomorrow and big hug. And it was like, and Johnny, I, and Johnny, I feel was like that. He would kind of, you know, he, he was always kind of, don't you think, kind of stay a little yeah, bit in well, the Cox character. And I think, and I think that's what everybody interprets as he's intense and stuff like that. Uh, and 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 why people are nervous when they work with him for the first time because they misconstrue that as this dude is 
a hundred percent method or this dude is an asshole or this dude's just too intense for me. And what he was doing was just being Cox when Cox is in the hospital when we yeah. work together. Yeah. You know, I I was very excited to work with the man. I thought it was I I I and I love the way the story arc ends. I love that we, you know, he's trying to hide it from everyone that he's in love with Carla and we figure it out and you and I figure it out but she hasn't figured it out yet. And so mm. which is really weird Wait, does Carla like, not know that Johnny sees like, No, the, she the doesn't. Cousin. I feel like I feel like women know right away. And so No, I think that's bullshit. I think a lot of women are like, "We're just friends." Well, and I want to be like, just, have you not seen when Harry met Sally? Watch I that th- shit. I think they say we're just friends to push you into a friends into the friend zone. Anytime a woman goes, no, we're just friends. She knows what's going on in your I mind. Disagree. Oh, I disagree. Absolutely. No, absolutely. No, no, Let's no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Before Joel answers, I want to say something. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about how many times have you spoken to a woman, whether it be your wife or a girlfriend or someone else in your life, and you go, you know that guy, straight guy friend you have wants to sleep with you, right? And they're like, what? No, we're my just wife, friends. My, my wife doesn't have any straight friends. That right. guys. Oh, well, back in the day, she might have. Yes, she does. No, she doesn't. All right, well, back in the day. Other than maybe. you. Should I tell her that you want to sleep with her? I would. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She fine as hell. But she is fine. No, she is. No, but you know what I'm talking about. Joelle, do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. And I think it depends on the person. I don't think we can we can paint the entire female gender as being aware or unawares. I think there I've definitely seen some ladies in their time, you know, use the sexual attraction to their advantage and be like, oh, I don't know, we're just friends. We're not even friends, but they knew. But I've also seen plenty of women who were just like, wait, what? Because I just thought we were just vibing. I thought we were friends. We were cool. Right. I think when Harry met Sally is a really great articulation for this. It's like if you're friends for a certain amount of time uh, and let's say you're a man and woman and you're both heterosexual and, and let's say single at the time, I just, I just have trouble believing that one, one of those parties isn't attracted to the other. I agree with you 100%. I feel like somebody is always attracted. I, look, I don't, I don't I – can't, I can't sit here and say I have – you know, other than people, colleagues that I work with, I don't have like a girlfriend that I call no. up and I'm like, yeah, of right. course not. Not anymore, dude. You're married and it's, it's inappropriate. But I'm saying back in the day. No, I wanted to sleep with them. Yeah. That's honest. There that's, you go. that's the honest to goodness truth. Yeah, exactly. Back in the day, if well, I had a, a long friend, way around the block to get to that. <laughs> but back in the day, if I had a friend and she was a, 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 a girl. Yeah. And she was attractive, and you were attracted to her. She had, she didn't necessarily even have to be the hottest person on the planet. Listen, friends, it's not about it's not about looks. It's also about how the person you know makes you laugh and how they make you feel and stuff like that. All of that goes into what attra- what's attractive to you. You know what I mean? Like right. Zach, you aren't the most beautiful uh, man on the planet, but if you were a female, what dude, what are you talking about? Oh, if you're you saying, were a female, we would have got married. Yeah, we would have got married. Yeah. I have the weirdest boner right now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we get back to the episode? Oh, we should probably take a break. We're still oh, no, in no. the episode. Let's go do we a gotta break. We got to take a break. I got to cool Let's down. I got to take a cold shower. It's so hot. <laughs> Can I rant for a sec? Please. 
Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It's been brought to my attention that um, when we come back from break, Dan, that you've chosen the, the section of the song that's the old one without the mm-hmm. And, but... Before you correct it, I've had people tell me on Instagram they like it because they know it's not going to be there, and they do the mm-hmm themselves to the song. Oh, my gosh. 
So oh you, I mean, you might be saying you did that on purpose, Dan. I find it amazing that the mm-hmm is so important to everyone. I yeah. get it. No, it I is. I get it. I get it. It's amazing to me that without it, some of you get very upset. Yeah. Well, I like our fan, uh, our fan participation. I got to tell you, they weigh in I love passionately. It. Passionately. Yeah. I, you know, they were talking about uh, today. I someone asked me, um, "When are you guys going to do merch?" And I said, "Oh, it's funny. We were just kind of shooting the shit about that. What do you guys want?" And I had like dozens and dozens of people saying they want Donald on a beach towel. They Let's want. Do it. Uh, I, I would love to have you on a beach towel. It's that episode, people. It is that episode. I would. Well, no, no, I don't mean <laughs> stop. No, I moved on from the homoeroticism. <laughs> I'm just saying your cute face on a beach towel would be delightful. Or a mug. I was thinking a mug that's your face, right? And then when you pour hot water in it, it changes to my face. That's hilarious. <laughs> Joelle, you like that, right? <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's probably going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, that would. You know, it's funny. Most most podcasts, I, I didn't realize from podcasts, like merch was so important. But I guess a lot of podcasts sell like mugs and t-shirts. And then when they well, asked us. we're working us, on it. I, I know. But when they when iHeart asked us, what do you guys want to sell? I, like Donald and I were like, ooh, mugs that change color, towels, tiki necklaces, like the most elaborate shit. <laughs> they were like, well, we no, were thinking we were, mugs. <laughs> right. We were thinking maybe pen, like a pen or something yeah, like that. How about like a, a bit, button? Like a right, button. That says fake doctors, real friends on it. Yeah. How about a button? I do like the idea of t-shirts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I have a very fun... I just have funny... I was laughing about funny merch ideas. I guess it's a t-shirt or a mug. Okay, I have a question. Let's get back to the show. I have a go question. Okay. Is, it a, is it asking me to sing from Pippin? Because I'm prepared. I warmed no, up. No, I was going to go into Pippin, but we can go into Pippin after. Everything has its season. Go ahead. Oh, gosh. Sorry. You want to go into Pippin now? It we was my audition now. song when I was a child. Okay, so for those who don't know, mm. Zach... Braff is heavily into musical theater. He's so heavily into musical well, theater. Well, not really anymore, but go ahead. He's so heavy, or he was so heavily into musical theater when he was a kid, yeah. he went away to camp. Yeah, theater camp. That was musical theater camp. Yeah, called Stage Door Manor. And my father, uh, my father said as I was packing for musical theater camp, he said, well, I, I guess you don't need to bring a mitt. <laughs> Baseball mitt. <laughs> ah. I was like, no, Dad, but hand hand me over my my Ben Nye makeup kit <laughs> because we're gonna work on under eye. <laughs> we're gonna work on how to do southern freckles. So because hey, of that, when did, was this something that was this something that you wrote? Was this your joke that you wrote? No, but it's my, hilarious. I mean, it's a great joke. I wish I wrote it. My son. Uh, I, I was my supposed nephew. to see my nephew tonight in Pippin. Who's he playing? Pippin. Pippin. <laughs> it's a Loma. It's a Loma's delivery. Like it, the a Loma's delivery has a little bit of like, how dare you imply that my nephew's not the lead? She's right. like Pippin, right, bitch. Who's She's like Pippin, by... bitch. Now Pippin in the in the original Broadway. Oh, you're not going to know this, are you? Was played by Ben Vereen. Am I correct? No, no. The very good, very good. Fuck up and thank you for asking. The original Pippin was played by Michael Weston's father, John Rubenstein. Wow. And for those of you who don't know, Michael Weston um, played private dancer on Scrubs, and he was in my film Garden State, and he was in my film Wish I Was Here. He's a wonderful actor. He was also in that other movie you did with uh, all those other actors, Casey Affleck and all Oh, of yeah, movie. The Last Kiss. He was in The Last yeah. Kiss. Michael and I have done – we used to live together. You've um, done a couple of movies. You've done like four movies together now. 
Yeah. Ben Vereen, best song in the show. Join us. Leave your fields to flower. Uh-huh. Join us. Uh-huh. Leave your cheese to sour. Join us. Come and waste an hour or two. Doodly do illusion. So it's a really it's a really great show, um, and it's about a, a guy looking for trying to figure out who he wants to be, and uh, it's very seventies and very sexual. And I think Bob Fosse uh, choreographed it. And uh, anyway, so when I was a kid auditioning for musicals at like musical theater camp, I would do one of Pippin's songs, "Wizard's Corner of the Sky." Everything has its season. Everything has its time. Show me a reason, and I'll show you a rhyme. Very pretty nice. song. Um, nice. Wait, let me get to the chorus for you. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Do you remember it? Hold on. Shut up. Uh, rivers belong where they can ramble. Eagles belong. Eagles. Eagle. Eagles. Eagle. Be- e- eagles belong where they can fly. <laughs> I've got to be where my spirit can run free. Got to find my corner of the sky. Dan, big round of applause. Dan, there. can you do thunderous applause there? So yeah, I did go to theater camp. I loved it. Um, it's actually what started my acting career, and uh, you know, it was like you going to that that fame school. How did that... you find out about theater camp? That's the question. Like, I didn't want to go to you know. I was my dad was doing community theater, and he was a lawyer, but he, his hobby was he was always in the plays, and he was amazing. He was, you know, you you knew my dad. He was yeah. charming and funny, and he was Very. always always got the leads. So I would go as a little kid, and you know, eight years old, and watch my dad in the local play be the lead and make everybody laugh. And I was like. I told you this. I was like, I want to be this. This is a job. Like, I want to be a part of this. And then the normal camp, again, normal camps had so much to do with, like, sports. It wasn't, like, exciting me. And my parents were like, you know, there are theater camps. And I was like, go on. (laughs) And uh, I went to one called Bravo first, and then that one closed down. And then I went to Stage Roar, which is still alive and very, very much alive. It's, like, the most popular one. At 12.18, when I say to Elliot, I'm sorry, but you had your chance with me. I literally uh, said out loud, oof. Oh, yeah. Like I told you I've been writing down my 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 LOLs. I literally wrote down oof. Wow. Like that was so fucked up to say to yeah. her. <sighs> and not only was it fucked up, but it was just, I mean, it's totally fucked up, but it's so below the belt, dude. It's I know, like, who would say that? I mean, it's right. such a dicky thing to say. And even if she's not, even if she's not jealous, you know, what she turns out to be at the end. What a dick, dude. Like, what a dick. JD was such a dick. Yeah, he was. For that. But it worked. I know. The fucked up thing is that it worked. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. 1352, Cox knows your name. First time he ever knows it. Does he? Yeah, he calls you Turk. He goes, your name's Turk? Oh, that's right. So, right, right, right. That's how he finds out I'm Turk. You're Turk. Got it. Got him. Yeah, when you show up up, uh, to the Surgical consult. Do you remember this? Yeah. Do you, but do you remember it? I remember from watching Do you remember how I couldn't get surgical consult right, and so I wrote the no. song? No. Did someone call for a surgical consult? And I did that for like 20 minutes before we for shot For this episode? For this episode. Because it was could, a tongue twister, surgical consult? Not only that, I just couldn't put together surgical consult. Like I walked in the room a couple of times and was like, did somebody call for a... And I didn't know what a surgical consult was. 
And so because I didn't know what a surgical consult was, I couldn't fath- I couldn't put it together in my brain. So did someone explain to you what a surgical consult was? No, I just sang a song. See, that's interesting. Consult. See, Donald has uh, your way of learning would be like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn that fucking shit into a song. And that's how you learned it. And that's what I did. Yeah. Surgical but that consult. Scene, so when I, saw it, I remember I remember the that was one of the first times in the show where I was like, I'm costing the crew all of this time right now because I can't get this line right. I went home and I know I studied this shit, but for some reason, this this word sounds foreign to me. And so because it sounds foreign to me, I can't deliver it the way I want to deliver it. Right. And so I sang it over and over and over again. And when it finally felt uh, like I could throw it away and it wasn't something that I had to think about, no problem. Bam, there well, That's good. That's a good trick. It's always yeah. good to have these little devices. Yeah, well, we, we need them. Uh, I have a device that I learned where if you're trying to remember someone's name... You picture someone that you know from your past who has that name in their exact position. And, and, and then you can, you'll always remember the person's name. Does that work? Yes. Okay. I'll tell you, try it. If you're listening, you really got, I got to remember this guy's name. I want you to pick someone from your history. And it, let's say they're a barista at the Starbucks you go to or whatever. And you and you're like, oh, my God, I know this guy. I got to remember. Well, they have name tags, so it doesn't count. But you know what I mean? Someone who you're like, I really want to remember this person's name. Picture someone from your past, the weirder and the more eccentric, the better, in that exact spot. And then it'll lock in and you'll always remember their name. I have played myself the way JD played himself when he was like, when he went home that night and he put roses on the bed. You've done that? Oh, dude, I remember one time, I'm not even sure if it was a definite thing, but this young lady who I was dating at the time, and we were pretty young, so it, you know, it took, it, it wasn't like we were having uh, sex, so we were leading up to that. I, she was like, yeah, maybe I'll come over, and I was like, I'm going to be romantic, Okay. and I went to Pizza Hut, because that's what I had money for. <laughs> And I got two personal pan pizzas (laughs) and I put it on the floor in my room at my mom's house and I took the blanket off of my bed and put it on the floor. First of all, I cleaned my room also. How old are you in the story? I don't want to talk about age. Age is is an. That'd be funny if you were like, what do you mean, 35? (laughs) Right. Age isn't important at this point. Age isn't important at this point. All right. right. And I put a blanket down. Right. I got a brick to hold the blanket down in the middle of the blanket and put candles on the brick. Whoa, classy. Lit the candles, set up the pizzas with the soft drinks, Mm -hmm. and waited for her to come over. Mm -hmm. And she didn't come over. Oh, that's rough. And when I look back, I remember calling her and be like, well, you didn't come over. And she was like, I told you, well, maybe I'd come over And I took the maybe as she's coming over. Wow. And I, I and that young woman's hard. name, Rihanna. Right, right. and Listen. that young woman's name was Beyonce Knowles. <laughs> um, I, uh, I once really liked a girl when I was living in Manhattan uh, out of college, and I, I'm not much of a cook, but I asked my stepfather, who's a really good cook, for a recipe to impress this girl, and so I spent the whole day. This was first date. I knew her though. I she I, I knew her, but this is the first time I was asking her out. And we right. were gonna meet at my apartment, and then I was gonna take her to Cirque du Soleil, 
So I spent money on like Cirque du Soleil tickets. I didn't have, I, you know, I was a PA. I didn't have much money. And I spent the whole day. I was so excited. She came over and she was so upset, pissed off about her day and like rambling about her day. And yeah, this happened. And my boss was da 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 da. She barely even like acknowledged the fact that I had spent this entire day making her dinner. Did she, well, did you say I spent the entire day making No, this I didn't want to be like, right. I didn't want to rub it in, but I was like, I made you dinner. Like, this happens all the time when you're dating me. And, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and did she uh, eat any of it? I think she nibbled on it and was unimpressed, and I never really made anyone food again. Did you take her to Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, still? I did. I fucking, but yeah, I took her to Cirque du Soleil, and then I think, you know, she had a good time, and I think I got friend zoned. And then you got friend zoned. Wow. Yeah. Well, so there you go. And, and since then, I never made anyone dinner again. <laughs> I hear that. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases. And 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval to Terms apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Guys, we're going to let the fan in now. Okay. Oh. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Welcome hey, hey. to Doctor's Real Friends. Let's um, Joel, do a formal introduction now that we're all here. We have Emmanuel. And oh. he, I stole it. I stole it. Yeah, take it, Joel. <laughs> take it, Joel. And uh, he works at a children's hospital. So yes, yes. Come on, talk on the show. That's so amazing. Right on. That's so amazing, man. Thank you for uh, being. I imagine you're you're out there being a, a frontline worker as we speak. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and uh, um, you know, I wouldn't. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't introduce my roommate, who also works in the hospital. He's an administrator at the VA hospital system. Wow. Oh, wow! You guys are the yeah. perfect guests for our show. <laughs> perfect guests for the show. Wow, Joel, good producing. You got some solid guests. Joel's the best. <laughs> so, what's it been like um, these days at, at a children's hospital? Because you know, we hear out in the world that. Children aren't getting uh, affected as much, but then, of course, now we're hearing in New York some are. And uh, what, what's it? What's it like these days? Yeah, so um, it's funny. So during the height of the COVID epidemic, you know, we weren't getting as many kids, um, at least not as like. So I work in the ICU in the children's hospital, so oh we weren't God. getting as much in the ICU. But since, um, but now lately, we've been getting. You know what they've been talking about the news, the whole systemic inflammatory response, like post-COVID type of thing. So that's like very interesting to see because, you know, we weren't seeing a lot and people were saying kids weren't getting affected as much. And now we're seeing them come in with all these different um, symptoms. And um, so, you know, it's it's a learning experience, but we have seen something similar. It's similar to like the Kawasaki disease that they're yeah, talking, right. talking about. I've heard about that. But we have an idea of how to like treat it. But um, but it's just are, interesting to see that it's popping up now, you know. Are kids making full? Re- I know there are some that that didn't make recoveries, but are kids making full recoveries? Like you hear about patients that uh, get COVID, and you know their bodies have been pretty much destroyed by the virus. Yeah. What about with the children? Are the children making the recovery with this new Kawasaki thing? Yeah, Kawasaki thing. Yeah, so thankfully, um, most of the case patients that I've taken care of personally have recovered. Um, I mean, you know, there are some cases that I'm sure have not gone our way. But for the most part, from what I've been seeing personally, like our patients have been recovering. And a lot of them have been doing pretty well. When you went to nursing school, and you obviously could choose any area, you chose what I would imagine is the most hardcore thing, being an ICU nurse at a pediatric hospital. I mean, you must have days where you're, I mean, you must have days where you're just emotionally crushed. So I I chose pediatrics uh, because when I was younger, I was, you know, hospitalized for a bit. And so I remember like, you know, all the nurses that took care of me. And so when I became a nurse, I kind of wanted to give back and take care of those patients. Um, And it is very, you know, emotionally um, heavy sometimes. But, you know, I work with such amazing people and you could always rely on them. And then I got a guy right here who's in the health field. So we could always talk to him. Um, and I got and I just let, I have a, a good support network of people that I could always talk to and rely on if I'm feeling mm. down. And, you know, thankfully, we have more good days than bad days. And so you kind of rely on those to kind of get you through. Yeah. Do you feel like the bad days are behind you right now as far uh, as uh, as far as what we're dealing with? I thought so, but with this new, you know, Kawasaki thing, we're definitely seeing more pace. That's like in our ICU, we're having 
um, more of those kind of patients in there. But thankfully, a lot of them are doing good. So I, I'm, I remain hopeful still. So right on. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I got to tell you, I've spent some time in ICUs because I had a, a very sick sister and a very sick father. And, uh, you, you know, when, it, when these ICU nurses, they're, they're like superheroes. When you when you when you have someone who's just so responsive and so on it, you want to hug them because, you know, by the time you're in an ICU, you know, things are pretty dire. And yeah. And, and so I, I, I'm virtually hugging you right now. You're getting a Thank virtual you. COVID uh, proof it. hug. I'm doing it. It looks like I'm saying Wakanda. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> that is a hug. That is a I'll hug. Take brother. One. <laughs> that is Donald, a, Donald, both Wakanda but, forever and a hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right. Do you guys have a question for uh, for us? We, that's, uh, that's what yes. we're here to do, to answer any we questions. Oh, he oh, he's got a, he's, he's no, got a book. He got you know, we have some people, we have some people, we have some people come on Emmanuel and we ask him, do you have a question? The whole point of coming on the show. And they're like, what, what now? A question? And now, and now Emmanuel pulled out like a, Emmanuel pulled out a, Emmanuel pulled out a binder. Go ahead. All right. So I know you guys had talked about why you guys are doing the show, bringing yourselves into the character and making it a little bit easier to play. But one thing I wanted to, um, is there anything about the character that you played that you brought into your own personal lives? Is there anything about wow. Turk that I brought into my own personal life? Uh, yeah, I bought JD. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer, actually. <laughs> but I brought out, like, think of like when you're adjusting a picture and you can crank the saturation. I, yeah, yeah. I brought out Donald's feminine side. <laughs> you did. That you did. Because when I first yeah. met Donald, he had a lot of this love of musicals and being silly yeah, yeah, and yeah. shit inside of him. But he was his front was like, yo, 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 let's go play basketball. And now look at him. He's fucking singing Pippin left and right. <laughs> you know, oh, I went man. to school with a bunch of theater kids and stuff like that. And I remember yeah. being like, those suckers. They're a bunch of theater kids. Right? <laughs> And, and now I look not. back at it, and I'm like, I wish I was a theater kid. <laughs> they used to sing all of these songs and stuff like that, and I wanted to sing the songs, but, you know, I, I was a sucker. I was just a sucker. And now I yeah. look at it, and I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, so there is that. There is that. Uh, a lot of the things that uh, JD and Turk did as best friends opened me up to be way more comfortable yeah. uh, around men than i was before yeah and not to say that i wasn't comfortable around men but you know uh it's different it's way different now, yeah you know what i yeah. mean you're more comfortable just being whoever i mean i mean obviously correct me if i'm wrong but what you're saying is you're more comfortable just being whoever you are i think as young right. as young men we have to put up we always put up all these uh, you know, obviously, I can't speak for the for the women's experience, but as a young man, you feel like you have to put up all these fronts. Like I'm mm -hmm. tough and I'm straight, and and uh, and anything you did that was lightly, slightly effeminate, you know, high school kids and middle school kids were like, "Oh, you're so fucking gay" and all this shit. And I think what what I felt with with what, what Scrubs and uh, brought out in in me, and I think Donald was like, "All right, I'm just gonna be like whoever I am and be that." Yeah, you right. Know? I knew I I and I knew that. It was an issue for other people when I made a comment when playing basketball, I made a comment like, you know, like I said something silly, like my nipples are hard. And the dude that I was playing basketball with was like, yo, man, come on, man. What the heck, man? What the, what, what, what's going on with that? And I was like, oh, you have 
You, you're <laughs> not comfortable. You have your own issues right, right. And then yeah. you're like, give that's me a hug. That's not my issue. That's your issue. Yeah, right. yeah. That's a good answer, Don. I don't know if I can top Donald's answer, but I will say, and this is not just because you're a, a, a hero ICU nurse. I think I brought uh, full-on respect for for what, even even though we were faking it, what it's like to to work in this profession, and a, yeah, such yeah. a respect for for people who work in the medical field and how hard it is. And Donald and I had the luxury of pretending to be doctors and getting the fun of of pretending to save lives and pretending to come to the rescue. And, uh, and now, you know, as a younger man, when we were doing the show, I didn't have that many experiences, but then after living many more years and had more life experiences where I was just pleading with medical professionals to save important lives, uh, to me, I, I think I had so much more respect and, and especially now with this COVID insanity and and people fighting back against medical professionals. I don't know if you saw that amazing shot of the nurse standing in the, in the in the crosswalk when when there was like an anti COVID lockup oh, protest, yeah. it yeah. reminded me of it reminded me of the of the guy standing in front of the the, the, the tank. tank. Yeah, and I just thought I, I don't know. I have so much respect and love for uh, for nurses and doctors and EMTs and paramedics. When I was a kid, I I wanted to be a paramedic. I thought there's nothing more badass about <laughs> flying down the street in an ambulance to come to the yeah. rescue. So. I I agree with that too. I. Take my health way more serious now. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, before, I was very afraid to go to the hospital. There was something scary about going to the hospital, uh, especially as an African-American male. It seems like, you know, yeah. uh, a lot of my relatives and everything didn't go to the hospital until it was the last resort. It's yeah. the last thing that I, you know, I, I've tried every home remedy I could do. This infection isn't going away. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to fight it. Holy cow, I can't feel my leg. I think I should go to the hospital now. You know what yeah. I mean? I think while making scrubs, it became, all right, I don't need to be afraid of, because it's not, they're not going to kill me if I go. Yeah. I might die if I don't go, though. So yeah. let, me, let me take care of what's going on. Uh, with me as soon as it pops up. And then I became a hypochondriac. And now all of a sudden, I was at the hospital like every five seconds. If I had a, you know, if my nose was running, I was like, going to the doctor real quick. Donald always thinks he has the worst thing. He's that guy. You know? I'd be like, dude, it's a zit. It's a tumor. Right. <laughs> they just say, better to be safe than sorry, right? Yeah. No all right, do you guys have another question for the legendary Donald Faison? Uh, yes. Can they hear me? So... Dr. Cox was your mentor on the show. Do you guys have like a mentor in real life during your acting careers? Wow, very good question. So many. Uh, whether they realized they were my mentors or not, I have so many mentors. Bill Lawrence has been a mentor to me. He taught me how to tell a joke. I feel like I might have always been funny, you know, but there's a process to telling a good joke. And when you stumble on words that are meaningful for the punchline, it makes it so the joke doesn't work. Uh, and so because of that, uh, I've been very lucky to work with someone like Bill Lawrence who really taught me the anatomy of a joke and how to tell a joke. He's one person. Denzel Washington, my whole life, whether he knows it or not, after working with him on Remember the Titans too, uh, you know, he's always been a hero of of mine. And... 
also a mentor. You know, his if you listen to interviews with Denzel Washington and, you know, he's just a very deep mind and a very, very good actor. And so he's one of those people that I've always looked up to. And when I finally got to meet him, he's definitely a hero and a mentor. When you were on that movie, did he ever say any, did he ever yeah, give he, any tips? He gave one tip one time. Mostly he led by example. He, you know, he's very hard worker. You know what I mean? And comes to work prepared and to get you prepared, he'll run lines with you over and over and over and over again, right? So that when the camera rolls, you're ready to play. But he gave me one bit of advice because we were, it's a bunch of young men. We're all in our early 20s and we're messing around and we're, you know, it's a movie about football players and we're doing, you know, we're giving each other elbows and, you know, uh, pretending that we're punching each other in the face and everything like that. Because we're all young men. And he was like, you know, I did this movie, Glory. And I was like, go on. Go on. <laughs> and he was like, there was somebody in the cast who used to do what you guys are doing right now. And I remember him looking at me because I was very excessive about, you know, one, I played around way too much. Still to this day, I play around way too much when working. And he was like, and this dude would play around and he would pretend to punch people in the face and act like he was going to, you know, and he would be joking. And one day he slipped and hit an extra in the face. Somebody who was, you know, been around the set and everything like that and laughed it off. And he punched this guy in the face accidentally, but still punched this guy in the face. And the guy started crying and taking off his, you know, jacket because he knew I'm about to kick this man's ass and get fired. This is the end of me ever being in this movie and I've been here for a while and I like these people I'm about to kick this dude's ass though because he punched me in the face and the guy apologizes and apologizes it doesn't need to go there brother no please no 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 let's not do this let's you know and finally you know they calm the guy down and it's, it's all right don't worry we'll, let's work this out but he was like you know you guys are playing around so damn much somebody's gonna catch a fence to this and get hurt and you're not going to be able to talk him back. So my advice to you all, as he's looking at me, ah. is to shut this shit down. Stop doing this. And I remember being like, you're absolutely right. Because if I punch that dude in the face accidentally, he's not going to care if it was an accident or not. He's going to be upset and want to break me up. So. Right. That's an amazing story. And I just love that Denzel was like, so I, I did this film, um, Glory. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say for me, I mean, it can't, the first answer is obviously Bill Bill Lawrence, who created the show. He, he taught me so much about acting and directing and uh, how to, the business. You know, Bill's, some people are good writers, but they're not savvy about the business and how to navigate the business. And Bill taught Donald and I both a lot about how to navigate Hollywood and how to navigate the industry. And you're never on a job for nine years. So it was like, it was like grad school. We, we learned so much over the course of nine years and, and a lot of, and to this day, when I have a script that I'm writing, I, I give it to Bill. When I have a first edit of a movie I'm directing, I show Bill and he comes in and, and gives me uh, really tough notes and, uh, and good notes. So Bill first and foremost, and then I guess my, my, my version of the Denzel thing is I just got to work with Robert De Niro in a film and He's a, he's a huge hero of mine, and just watching the way he he worked and how humble he was 
and uh, and how he, I just just being on set with a legend like that, I felt like I I, I was getting, I was becoming a better actor. And there were a handful of little things he did that I like. Oh, I'm gonna try and do that next time. And and uh, and, and he's just a, a huge inspiration to me. I love I love that man, Donald. I'd give him another question if you guys really. Have one uh, they're, oh, very, they're very, they're very nice. Another one question. Oh, yeah. they're very, they're very, they're very nice. We're going fellas. long though. We're going. I know. Long. Uh, Let's keep it short because this show people don't want to hear an hour and a oh, half. Well, this might be a little Zach. It's like week th- three months into COVID, and uh, the George hair is uh, going extra long. So I need to know your shampoo and conditioner. Well, here's the trick. I'm going to tell you something that some people on the, some people are going to think it's nasty, but don't wash your shit. Let Wait. it get dirty. Wait. What? Wait Shut a up. second. Baldy, you are not allowed to weigh in on this conversation. I have, I have, it might not have a lot of hair, but I have hair. Yeah, number I one. Have. Number two, when he said shit, he meant don't wash your hair. Oh, not, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yes, yes, and, yes. Not don't do you wash guys, your body. Do you guys use a washcloth in the shower? I, we're, we're having a debate a on the. A loofah. You use a loofah? I use a loofah. Yeah. I, I used to use a washcloth. Yeah, because you're black, man. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, it's a thing. I grew up that's that way. That's why. <laughs> White people don't use washcloths, apparently. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, speaking of that, the one thing we noticed, we were just watching the show. Everyone got shoes on in the house. They sleep with their shoes on. What's up? I, I never slept with my shoes on. No, in the show. Day. In the scrub show. Because we just watched you make out with... Uh... And I had shoes on? No, not you. Oh, me? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I will say, I think in the senior, you're talking about this episode that you that we watched. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Every Sarah, TV show. if Sarah Chalk throws you to the bed and mounts you, you're not going to be thinking about your sneakers, bro. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. No, um, uh, my hair, I, 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 I don't wash a lot because I feel when I wash it, I don't like the way it looks. But when I let it have its natural juices, it, it has a nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's from coming to America, dude. What? Yeah, boy, what you put in your hair? Yeah, nothing. I just got juices and berries. Oh, man, that ain't nothing but ultra perm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to go. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for Thank coming you for on the, the show. Yes, Thank you. Right Our on. pleasure. Thank you. Our pleasure. Wait, lastly, like, we got we to gotta end this fucking thing. It's going so long. But I do want to say... Listen, I'm going to get Star into your Wars favorite. And sex. I know, bro. I'm going to get right into it. You think okay. I was going to miss your favorite topic? I'm just putting it out there. Now, this episode has a Phantom Menace diss in it, and I want to know you and Joel, Mr. and Mrs. Star Wars' thoughts on the Phantom Menace diss. I, l- I don't like that they that they're, they diss the Phantom Menace, even though at one point I was one who didn't uh, I, I didn't appreciate the Phantom Menace as much as I should have. Dave Filoni. Yeah. The king that he is. Yeah. When it comes to Star Wars. Talks about on this new uh, Mandalorian documentary series that they oh. got going. Which I'm I've been have, watching. I'm going to have to watch that. It's really. As a director you're going to love it. You too. know I'm as friends a- with. Not to name drop. But I'm friends with Deborah Chow. Who is one of the main directors of Mandalorian. And right. she so- was she was telling me. She's like Zach you got to come see how we shoot the show. It is unlike anything you've ever seen. Dude if you go please take me <laughs> Joelle, with you. Lean forward. Uh, Isn't yeah, she, she directing like all of the. She, uh, she is directing Obi-Wan's? every. She's directing every episode of Obi-Wan. Oh my gosh. Can you just tell her you have a friend? I will. I have a lot of. She's know. the ultimate cool kid. I believe that they are doing the Obi Wan's in the UK. I I would live in the UK I, for I a will, little bit. I will travel. 
Um, but she was telling me, and I'm going to watch the documentary because I've been hearing about it, that, that Favreau uh, took this technology that he developed for Jungle Book and the other films and kind of took it to the next level. It's amazing. Anyway, Filoni's talking about how in The Phantom Menace, that movie sets off everything. And I was like, yeah, of course it sets off everything. It's episode one. He's like, but in the, in the documentary, he's like, no, if Qui-Gon Jinn would have won the fight against Darth Maul, Anakin Skywalker's path as a Jedi would have been way better uh, than if than what he was given because Obi-Wan <laughs> didn't look... I know, it's crazy. You're laughing. I, got, I just wish the fans could see what I'm looking at. I'm totally zoned out already. And Joelle is furiously nodding like Donald is a preacher and she's in the choir. But look, Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi was never a father figure for Anakin Skywalker. And that was something that he was missing his whole life. You know what I mean? He was born from the Force. His mother wasn't with anyone. There was no male that raised him. And if Qui-Gon would have won, that, far, that father figure would have been in place. And he would have grown to be a better Jedi. Not necessarily... So when Qui-Gon dies, that's Anakin's first failure. Not his on purpose, but that's the first thing that fails in his life. Then he loses his mother. Then he loses his wife. And now he's freaking Darth Vader. And when I heard that, I had already had an appreciation for The Phantom Menace. But that makes the movie 20 times even better now. All right. Well, if you, if you're, if you happen to still be listening... Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is, None of this is going to make the podcast. No, I think it should because there's a lot of diehard fans just like you two, and they'll probably love this. They'll be but like, no, Star not Wars and sex. Star Wars and sex. I like that Star Wars and sex are married together in this episode. Okay, well, let's wrap this episode up by talking about the big Elliot JD kiss. It's very exciting. It was. I thought. Um, I was. I thought it was romantic and well written and well shot and. Uh, and and granted, very well performed. Um, I thought. I thought. I so think. Too. I think right off the bat, you could see that uh, Elliot and JD had chemistry, and um, and it was it was it was romantic and sweet, and I liked it. Yeah, I was going to say. So far, this is one of my favorite episodes that we've watched, and it's not necessarily the funniest episode, but it kind of reminds me of a John Hughes movie. It kind of reminds me of you know the the movies that I grew up on where the nerd in the movie is chasing after this young lady this whole time, right? And his best friend is right there uh, next to him. His female best friend is right there next to him. And he doesn't realize that his best friend is the is the better is the better choice for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's chasing after something that seems to be the right idea. And then at the end of it, he realizes, oh, that was that wasn't that she wasn't what I was looking for, and the best friend goes, I know because I am. Yeah, and I like Damn. that Sarah, and I like that Elliot made the move. That you know, I thought that was kind of cool that she was the one who stood up and and like went for it. Like she was the one who said no because I did, I did. Um, I was jealous. I was jealous. Yeah, and then. Uh, you know, it's 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 meant to be a little bit of an edit, but she she looks like she pushes me down a whole hallway into the bed. Right, <laughs> like cool. you stumble all the way back. Holy. I did like a no, I did like a fucking Matrix fucking shit down the. Right. Like, she pushed me like I was Keanu down the whole hallway. Right, right. 
On um, that note. On that note. Five, six, seven, eight. No, not yet. Sorry. No, cut that shit out. Hey, that was fun. Yeah. I wanted to tell our fans, hey, you can email scrubsiheart at Gmail if you want to ask us questions like those fun gentlemen did today. And uh, and hit us up on uh, on Instagram, uh, which I think is the last bit of social media Donald and I are, are still reading. And we want to hear what you think of the show. We want to hear what you think of the show. We want to hear what kind of uh, what size Donald Faison beach towel you want. And uh, and and uh, we love you, don't we, Donald? We love everybody out there. I even love the haters. I love y'all too. Yeah, because they uh, they the haters gonna hate. Are, they're your motivators. No, hate or motivate. That's absolutely right. Hate or motivate. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Hate or motivate. Yeah. It's either or. You know, you can you, be you, on. What you going to do? You going to be a hater or you yeah. going to be a motivator? Listen, are you going to be in the stands or are you going to get on the motherfucking court and play? You got big dreams? You want fame? Well, fame costs. And right, and right here, here is where you, where you start, start paying, paying in, in sweat. sweat. A five, six, seven, eight. No, 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 no. I got one more what? thing to say. Wait, One what? more thing to say. What? Can, can, you, can you say it over my beatbox? Because I've been practicing my beatbox. Go ahead. Tell me if there's a good beat for you. We want to thank y'all for listening to our show. And on that note, we're going five, six, seven. Here's some stories about a show we made. About a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.